Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. One of my absolute favorite parts of this podcast is getting to hear other women's stories and how their trail led them to the path that they're on now. And today I got to sit down and chat with one of my closest friends, Carrie Jurek. At one point in time in our lives, she was actually called my other half, little known fact. But Carrie is a licensed acupuncturist in the state of Minnesota and Wisconsin. She graduated magna cum laude. Like, I just had to throw that in there because she's my friend and I'm really proud. But she graduated from Northwestern Health Science University, where she earned her master's degree in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. Since that, she's taken it on to create her own business, Blackbird Acupuncture, where her mission is to promote mental, emotional, physical health and wellness through the use of acupuncture, herbal medicine, and traditional Chinese modalities in a responsible, safe, and ethical manner. It's really neat to talk to her in a professional sense And I learned so much from her, and she has so many golden nuggets that she's going to share with you today. Good morning, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I'm going to be really honest. Sorry, Carrie, with everyone. Like, uh, I've known Carrie for a very long time, and uh, she's not a morning person, and we're (laughs) recording this in the morning. So you guys are just, you are lucky because she is stepping up for you guys today. Well, to be fair, I did schedule this time, <laughs> yeah. and the faster it approached, the more I regret it. <laughs> well, maybe it's just like you ripped your Band-Aid off. Like you, I, what did somebody tell me the other day? Like you have to eat the frog like in like these terms of like you have to do the least favorite task of your day first thing. So here you go. Is it a poisonous frog? Because this might kill me. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't really know until you eat the frog. Okay. <laughs> like, that's part of the gamble. And I guess if you die first thing, then you don't have to do the other stuff of your day. There you go. Like, there look. You go. <laughs> Gosh, you guys, you are so lucky. You are going to be in for such a treat for this episode already. Can you tell? <laughs> well, oh, so above and beyond Carrie not being a morning person and clearly being afraid of poisonous frogs which I didn't <laughs> even know exist um why don't you tell everyone else a little bit more about yourself there yeah um so yeah I have actually known Megan for a very long time I'm not even going to count the years because that's going to date makes me boat. feel really old yeah don't right yeah um but so we've known each other forever and um that's how I'm on this podcast, along with the fact that I am an acupuncturist or a Chinese medical practitioner. And then I just recently, um, a year and two months ago, opened up my own clinic in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. So cool. Yes. 
And yeah, so a little bit of my history, I guess, leading up to that point would be um, I was going to school for medical fields. I had looked a lot into a bunch of different things that I liked. I've always been interested in being in the medical field, but I've never really needed to be the person who had to have a big intervention. So I've never needed surgery or medications or to have a long hospital stay. And the longer that I got into the actual business of being in a hospital setting, I realized that that maybe wasn't the best route for me. So I started exploring my other options and um, eventually stumbled upon acupuncture. It took me a long time to get there, but I found it and um, I just kind of ran with it. And this is where I'm at. (laughs) I am always curious to, I love to hear people's stories and like find out how they got into the path that they're on right now. And like, that's always my number one question. It's like, how, how did you even begin this journey of acupuncture? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. So that was a, two different stories combined into one, I guess. The first thing happened, um, I was going to school for therapeutic recreation and that led me to a job in the twin cities at an outpatient physical rehab center. And It was there that I found acupuncture for the first time. And why that happened was because in therapeutic recreation, we are literally playing for a living and we are taking patients who have had spinal cord injuries or brain injuries or um, have become paralyzed and take them out into the world and do things that they love again, like fishing or going to movies or shopping. So we were literally playing for a living. And what we found is that patients rather or would rather do like physical therapy, occupational therapy, and most surprisingly, they would prefer to do acupuncture. There was never an instance where a patient did not go to their acupuncture appointment. They would skip anything else in their appointment. And so... From that, I just kind of stored that in the back of my head and I was like, well, that's interesting that somebody would rather, you know, do acupuncture than go to the mall and get out of the hospital for a while. Um, But anyway, flash forward then, um, I got a completely different job in my hometown and it was grant funded and I worked with that for four or five years of my life. And it was a timed grant. So after a certain number of years, the grant just disappeared. And at that point, I was kind of forced out of my job and I needed something else fast. And so it was then I was like, okay, I have to make a complete life change. I need to figure out what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go. And I decided to go back to school, get my master's degree. And that's when it kind of hit me like, I want to do something in the healthcare field. I want to probably own my own business, which I did end up really wanting in the end. And um, I thought about my options and acupuncture seemed to be the best because I look back on that time in 2011. And I thought, you know, if, if this was something that patients really, really wanted to do, and in my hometown in Rice Lake, where there really isn't that option, um, I want to make that an option for people. And so I went throughout of acupuncture and that's where I am. I love it. Um, I ended up trying acupuncture back in 2011. Also, I didn't mention that. And um, I left there feeling absolutely phenomenal. Um, It was 20 minutes of rest with five or six needles in. And I was at that point stressed out 
to the max and I was not sleeping and I was anxious and worried. And, um, after that 20 minutes I left there and I remember laughing for the rest of the day because I just felt so good. Mm. And, um, so if I can give that to other people, that's really what I want to do with my life. And yeah, that's amazing. I love how the universe works in like these like crazy ways. Like you, at that point in time, like being forced out of a job was something that was like, I'm sure very panic stricken. And like, you just feel like you're failing, but it totally pushed you in the direction that you needed to be in. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things where, you know, I, I could have stayed in the area. I could have done other things, but at that point, I mean, my life is already turning upside down. I might as well keep on flipping it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Just keep yeah. rolling. Right. Um, I definitely will attest to too in the, I had never done acupuncture until I had you, I think it was almost like a year ago. I had gone to you and um, had a treatment and I can honestly say, and I will say to this day, I've never felt a level of relaxation and like actual peace and comfort as I did during and after the acupuncture session. Like it was a complete different level that I didn't even know that I, for somebody who runs so high and so anxious all the time, like I never really thought that I could get to that level of like total shutdown, just relaxation. Yeah. So first of all, we need to get you back in. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. I never come home. Otherwise, like, otherwise it's probably good. It's good. And it's bad. It's bad because I don't get to come and see you and hang out and like have this amazing thing for my body. It's good because I'm afraid you wouldn't have like no other client would be able to access you because I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm booking up the day. Yeah, I've got I've got two rooms and one of them is designated for Megan Sandby. Yeah, so. there we go. I like that. We can <laughs> we can just do that role instead. But yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about acupuncture is, um, you know, depending on what you're coming in for. And a lot of people tell me, I really don't have anything to come in for. And then they fill out, you know, the complete health history form. And I can pick up on five different things where I'm like, gosh, you can do better in that area. Like, somebody is taking an hour to fall asleep at night or someone's menstrual cycle is way completely off by, you know, like 15 days or more. And it's like, yeah, we can help you with that. We can get you back on track and regulate it again. And, um, there's just so many people who, especially in this day and age, whose symptom or whose systems are in constant fight or flight mode. Um, you're just, overstimulating your nervous system with everything that you're doing. And, um, that's just one of those things where when you come in for acupuncture, that's one of the very first things that gets triggered and you're automatically sent into rest, digest mode. You are completely calm. And, um, that's one of those odd things about needles where (laughs) (laughs) sticking, you know, 20 plus needles in your body can calm you down. It's, it's a very odd way to think, but it works, man. It's one of those things that, um, that's the first thing that happens is just sends you into complete relaxation. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it is. I mean, it really, really, really 
just it blows my mind of how much at ease it is and like how many people could benefit and I think that there's something too about when you said you know like people don't think that they have anything to be treated for or there's anything wrong I think that so many of us are used to feeling a certain way and living a certain way like you said like we think like it's normal to not fall asleep after laying there for an hour or it's normal to have be stressed or have irregularities with your period or whatever your symptoms are. We just, Mm -hmm. we've lived that way for so long. We've just become accustomed to that's just how I should feel. Right. And I hear that a lot with people um, who say that even if they do recognize they have a problem, they'll go to the doctor and the doctor is Mm -hmm. like, well, here's some medications for you. And they don't want that stuff. So they're just like, well, I'll deal with it. You know, having a period over 45 days isn't that bad. Like it doesn't do me any problems until you want to get pregnant or whatever. And then there's some issues, but it's one of those things where um, you can do so much more and help yourself if you're looking outside the box from just medications and it's not medications or nothing. There are things in between that you can do. And that too, just that more holistic approach. I mean, thankfully, I think a lot more people are getting on board with that. It's something that I've always felt very strongly pulled towards. Um, And knowing that like we can take control of a lot of that with like, like you said, without having to rely on here's a pill or here's a prescription to be a band-aid to the symptoms that you're feeling. Right. And this isn't just with acupuncture and Chinese medicine either. I mean, I mean, obviously that helps and that's what I'm here to talk about too. But I mean, you focused on um, eating and eating healthy and exercising and working out and all of that helps too. And so it's not just, again, like I said, one thing, it's not just drugs or acupuncture or nothing, you know, you can do a million different things to take better care of yourself and to um, get yourself to a point of actually feeling good and not just dealing with every single day struggles of um, having irritable bowel syndrome, you know, Mm -hmm. or headaches constantly, you know, there's all that you can figure out and work with. And this probably is a question that I should have asked you like 10 minutes in before 10 minutes into the conversation, Mm -hmm. but what exactly what is acupuncture and what are the, what's a session look like? What are the theories of it? Yeah. So acupuncture, um, a lot of people actually, if there's an acupuncturist listening, listening, um, we're actually called Chinese medical practitioners. And so we are in a whole scope of traditional Chinese medicine. So Um, some people just learned acupuncture. I was actually somebody who learned acupuncture and Chinese medicine. And along with that comes different techniques, like using gua sha or twena, um, cupping, just a bunch of different things. So when you come in for your initial consultation, we're talking about your entire health history, what's happened, what are your main complaints, everything. And then that's when we really focus the treatment on you specifically as an individual. So what is the best modality going to be? Is it going to be acupuncture or is it going to be cupping or is it going to be neither of those and herbal medicine instead? So acupuncture is actually the use of really tiny needles inserted into specific points in the body that just helps 
release any symptoms that you're experiencing and um, uses your body to um, respond and repair itself. So um, you can use a bunch of different modalities to work on one complaint. So if you're coming in for a treatment, you'll sit down with me, we'll have a discussion, um, 15 minutes of putting the needles in, and then um, you're resting on the table for 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes or so. We'll come in, remove all the needles, and then that's when we might add in additional therapies. So like if you're coming in from musculoskeletal pain, then we might add in the cupping or the gua sha or the twena, which is all, um, muscle techniques that we can use to release any muscle tissues, um, or knots or whatever, um, and just get blood flow moving again and release relaxed or release tight muscles and relax them so that, um, you're able to get through the day or get to your next workout or whatever it might be. Did I answer that question? (laughs) Yeah, you absolutely did. So it's, I mean, it's almost as if we kind of give it the wrong name, like acupuncture is a technique that falls under the, the umbrella of a Chinese medicine practitioner? Absolutely. I like to simplify it with um, just calling myself an acupuncturist because that's really what I prefer to do. I really like needling. That's my first go-to always. But there are a lot of people or practitioners out there who strictly call themselves um, traditional Chinese medicine practitioners or you know whatever they might do. But Um, yeah, so acupuncture is just one technique under that scope of practice. Um, you know, there's just a hundred different things that we can pull out during a treatment. So, um, like if somebody is eight and a half months pregnant, we really shouldn't do a whole lot of needling on that person because we want that baby to stay in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, there are different things that we can use then to still treat them. Like most people at eight and a half um, months pregnant, have a lot of low back pain or whatever. We can't put needles in your low back, but there are other techniques that we can do. And so that's where the scope of Chinese medicine comes and you can use a hundred different techniques instead of needling. So yeah. Very cool. And you talked a little bit, I mean, you've just dropped in, sprinkled in here and there of everything from irritable bowel to pregnancy pains to musculoskeletal pains. Who who benefits or I'm sure all kind of seems like everyone would benefit, but like if I'm thinking about like, I'm having a struggle, when would I start to think about maybe this is an option for me? Yeah. It depends on each person. I hear almost all of my patients come to me and say, you were my last resort. I have tried everything under the sun and it's you or surgery. And so I'm coming here before I go to surgery. So Acupuncture is usually the last resort for a lot of people. And in the U.S., that's not uncommon. A lot of people do that. Um, But you can really go for any reason at any time. Like I said, if you come to me and you tell me that you're not feeling anything, we can go through your health history and find something that should be treated. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it does it doesn't matter if you are 12 and you're having period cramps or if you are 82 and you're having arthritis pains or you're having neuropathy um there are just hundreds of things under the sun that acupuncture or chinese medicine can work with um so i mean a lot of people find acupuncture for a few main things anxiety and stress 
allergies, and pain. Those are pretty much the top three reasons that anybody would come to an acupuncturist. Um, but it doesn't have to be just that. Like I said, Western medicine is very, um, they have the big issues. They treat the big things. They treat the cancer. They treat the surgeries. They treat, um, you know, anything that would require management. Um, that, that's what Western medicine is for. They, they treat the big things. And West or Eastern medicine, um, Chinese medicine, is going to be a lot about treating the small things, the things that you don't think of on a daily basis, or maybe it does bother you on a daily basis, but you feel like you can get through it. And so that's going to be your insomnia, your um, muscle tension, your you know workout recoveries. You know, um, I do uh, I do cosmetic acupuncture for people who want to have. Um, better looking skin, they want to age better, and they don't want to go under the knife and do plastic surgery. So there's just a 100 different things that work with it. And it's usually you come to an acupuncturist for one thing. So like I said, maybe you're coming to me for insomnia. And then we start treating that and you start feeling a little bit better. And then you're talking to me one day and you're like, yeah, you know, when I get stressed out, I get really bad stomach aches. And I'm like, oh, well, you never mentioned to me that to me before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then that's another thing that we can start working on. So it's something that you can always go to an acupuncturist for. It's, you don't have to go for a specific reason. You can absolutely go. Um, you can go before the issue starts. You can go during the issue. You can go afterwards and try to prevent it from happening again. Um, usually there's a treatment plan that you would go on. Um, I typically tell my people, you know, come to me one time a week for three weeks in a row. When you first start coming to me, let's get some results. And then maybe we push you out to once a month or something and just maintain that progress. So it's nothing that it's needs to be, you know, once a week and you have to come to me once a week. It can be that you just come to me as needed if you need to. I mean, it, it looks so different for every individual. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's treatment plan, obviously, like you said, is completely variant on what they're there for and how they're feeling and how long they respond. Right. I think there's something really valuable in what you said, too, when you were talking about the difference between Eastern and Western medicine, where, you know, Western medicine really focuses on a lot of big, the big picture and Eastern maybe a smaller, but I mean, I, I definitely would almost argue that those smaller things maybe small in the moment, but I think as we allow them to continue to build up and build up, they, I think that that's the path to a bigger problem. A lot of times, like whether that's stress and anxiety or irregular periods or irritable bowel whatever that is insomnia, I think that's kind of setting us up for a path, unfortunately, for some long-term chronic health conditions that suddenly aren't so tiny. Right. Well, I mean, let's just look at it as like a stomach ulcer issue. I mean, that starts off with a small little bout of stress, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you just have severe pains and bleeding and all that good stuff. So you're absolutely right. You know, anything small can lead up to some bigger things. So it's better to take care of it when it is um, something small and easily treated. And you don't necessarily then have to go get the big thing done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, um, what would you tell somebody before they went to their first appointment with you? 
it's really easy to say, don't be nervous, but the, especially <laughs> if you've never had acupuncture before, that's the first thing that you go to is nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I tell people, once you get the first needle in, you're going to be so completely relaxed. You're going to feel what it feels like, and you're not going to be scared. And then they're still thinking about that first needle going in, going, oh my gosh, like <laughs> this, this is terrifying, but um, it really is an extremely calming environment. Um, and you should also, I should lead up to this. You should feel comfortable with your practitioner, whoever you're seeing, um, do some research about them. You know, if it is whatever is important to you, if you really care about their schooling that they went to find out about that, if you really want to relate to them as a person, go to somebody who you think you can relate to, but feel comfortable with them because you should be able to talk about those things that you wouldn't tell a normal person. So, um, anything that you think is embarrassing or, um, you're like, oh my gosh, I, you know, have, I don't know. Uh, I've have hemorrhoids. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you don't want to talk to anybody about that, but tell your practitioner, they can probably do something to help that, you know? So whether it's something that's embarrassing to you or, or this, if you think it's small and insignificant, it most definitely isn't. So tell your person, make sure that you feel comfortable with them. And then that's going to absolutely make your treatment a million times better is you want to be able to go someplace where you can absolutely sit back and relax and enjoy the treatment. And there you go. That's what I think what my main thing is. <laughs> I think that I think that's perfect too. And I think that like that says a lot about you as a practitioner with just being really open and honest and saying like I need you to be comfortable and open with me and if not that's okay. Like maybe there's a better fit or an option but if you really want to optimize your time like that's a big that's a big part of of any treatment I think that you're getting whether it's a massage or going to a doctor or a physical therapist or whatever that is for you. Absolutely. And the, you said it perfectly. Like if you're not comfortable with somebody or if you're not comfortable with me, even like, I don't mind. I would much rather you get the treatment that you need and that you want than to have you keep coming back to me. So that is the biggest thing. Be your own advocate, be aware of what makes you comfortable and who you're comfortable with. And um, I don't care if you don't ever come back to me. Of course, I would love it, <laughs> you know, but, but you should be your own advocate and you should be shopping and exploring, whether it's an acupuncture or massage therapy or in a doctor, know that you can shop around and find somebody that is going to fit with you and listen to you and work with you because in the end you are what's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's so much value in that. Like we feel like we can't always stand up for ourselves or say that. And that's just, it's so not the case by any means. Well, yeah, I never knew that growing up. I didn't know that you can go to a doctor Mm -hmm. or five different doctors. I thought you got one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is the one that you go to and this is, they tell you what to tell you and then you go ahead and do it. Right. Yeah. Things you learn. Yes. I know, man, when you adult, you kind of find out all kinds of good golden nuggets. I know. Most of the time by trial and error, like horrible (laughs) mistake. But, you know, or a lot of car accidents in your case. Yeah. You know, whatever way it takes (laughs) you to get there. Um, Where can people find you? You mentioned owning your own business. What is your business and where do you hang out? What do you do? Yeah. So I opened up Blackbird Acupuncture Clinic in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. You can find me there. 
Um, I am actually licensed in Wisconsin and Minnesota. I only have the one practice, which is in Wisconsin, but um, that was um, something that I wanted to do just because Wisconsin um, doesn't have a lot of really super strong laws for acupuncturists. And so I wanted to make sure that I was fully certified in everything that I could possibly be, which is why I'm duly licensed. Plus I've got a lot of family in Minnesota. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Blackbird Acupuncture Clinic in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Um, you can find me on Facebook at um, Facebook black, backslash Blackbird Acupuncture. You can find me on Instagram at Blackbird Acupuncture. And I don't necessarily have a website. It loops back to um, my Facebook page, but it's blackbirdacupuncture.com. And you can always email me at blackbirdacupuncture at gmail.com. You guys should be um, able to remember that. And if not, like I promise it's all <laughs> in the show notes. So you can go and just click on it and I'll send you right to Carrie. Yeah. Yep. So I'd love to have you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seriously, do it. I can't. I cannot say enough about not that I've never dismissed. I've always been open to holistic approaches. Like again, that's mm-hmm. very much who I've always been. And acupuncture was something I was very interested in trying, but I, I will still to this day cannot get over the way that I felt during and after it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. My favorite people are the people who come to me and said, I'm the biggest skeptic. I don't believe in acupuncture. I don't think this is going to work for me. But again, this is my last resort. Like, honestly, those are my favorite people to treat because just like you, they leave there and they're like, oh my God, this is fantastic. (laughs) Where has this been all of my life? Exactly. So if you are a skeptic and you want to give it a shot, come see me. I would love to treat you. And if you're not a skeptic and you just love acupuncture, come to me too. Just do it anyway. (laughs) Just do it anyway. So couple rapid fire questions for you and I know you really well. So we'll see if I know the answers to any of these, like we'll see what wavelengths we're flowing on today. The answer is coffee. Yeah. Coffee. That actually, (laughs) uh, we already, okay. We're already on the same wavelength. My first question is, what is your morning routine? <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> um, actually, my morning routine, yeah, is um, first coffee. And then it's Seriously, usually, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's usually cuddling with the dog. I no. need at least five minutes of cuddling with the dog before I can actually get up for the day. And what's your dog's name? His name is Lando. 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 He's He's an odd looking dog, but he's cutie. He likes to cuddle. <laughs> Those are the best kind, right? Uh, I think so. What is your favorite way to unplug? Oh, God. Um, lately, my actual favorite thing to do is, so my, my long-term boyfriend, Nick, he, I just at the end of the day, give him all of my devices. Like I give him my laptop, my phone, everything at seven o'clock every night, he gets to get everything, shuts them down and hides them from me. So I don't even know where he puts them. I love that. I know. I think it's it's so important. And then, um, you know, from there, it's making him play a board game with me or, you know, having a glass of water while we watch episodes of friends. So 
what is your superpower? Oh, um, I, okay. So this is going to be really cliche given what I do for a living. That's okay. But my sister has told me this, so it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> um, these aren't in her words, but I do think that my superpower would be like Zen mode. I feel like in the, in the craziest circumstances, if everybody else is like a fart in a whirlwind where they're just like running around like crazy, that is my one time where I actually have the calm and the cool and collectiveness to pull everybody down with me. So it's not complete chaos. Like I feel like that is my one true power that I have. <laughs> I think it is very true. That is very, very accurate. And what does being fierce mean to you? I like that question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being fierce, I honestly think is just being absolutely completely you. And again, I know that that's probably a really cliche answer, but being absolutely true to yourself and breaking down the walls and anything that might terrify you, like getting out of your bubble and trying new things and, um, you know, not worrying about what might happen or what might, or what could happen or the ifs and the what's and the maybes just forgetting about all of that and going for what you want to do, um, being yourself, being true to who you are and just going with that. That's the fiercest thing that you can possibly do. So that's what I kind of strive for is figuring out who I am, what I'm good at, what I want to do and not giving a damn. Can I swear? Yeah. Yeah. I swear not giving quite, a fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, I say fuck quite often. So you can go right ahead. Good. I'm good. very used to it at this point in time. Yeah. So that, that's my answer. That's what, that's what being fierce is. I love it. And that, I mean, that's, I couldn't describe you any better. Just, it's just like very unapologetically being you and finding what sets your soul on fire and what you really want to be and do. Yeah. It takes a long time to get there, but if you work at it, you can do it. Yeah. And it's, it feels really, really good when you're there. It does. Like to just embrace that. Now I should say I'm not, I don't always feel like I'm completely (laughs) there. You can always do better. So, (laughs) so don't be like, Megan and I have like made it. We are there. No, no, no. Yeah. It's always a work in progress. <laughs> it's still always a shit show. Like, yeah, seventy-five percent of the time. But that twenty-five percent, like, it feels real good. It does. <laughs> That's what I always say. Like, don't anybody think that I actually have my shit together? Like, it's still a monstrous disaster. But I embrace it. Like, I can roll with it now. Right, right. That's why, oh God, like if this were a video, you could see that my life was a shit show right now. <laughs> That's but why. damn, my nails look good. So <laughs> Perfect. Then we roll with it. Like they're 25%. Like the rest might be a mess, but her nails are just perfect. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. I love it. This has been wonderful. I like, of course, always love hanging out with you and wish we could have done it. Well, maybe it's probably best that we didn't do it in person. That might have gotten way (laughs) out of control. 
we we can save that for another time and that can be a live video how about oh, that? yeah you guys for sure <laughs> make sure to comment and let us know if you want that to happen like <laughs> if you want to see an actual disaster let's do live video for sure totally. i like that idea cool. this is all right well thanks I for know. having me yeah and i know that everybody's going to get so much value out of everything that you shared it's just i love listening to you talk about it because the it's a topic that like as friends like we don't sit and discuss so to actually like hear you come from that professional side if I got a lot out of it and I know if I did everybody else is going to as well well good and I should throw this in there too like even if you aren't in the rice lake area and you just have questions about acupuncture reach out to me I'm more than happy to answer anything and if I can help refer to you refer you to somebody else I would be more than happy to do that so just let me know if you guys have any questions or if there's anything else I can follow up with and I'd be more than happy to help you out yeah that's awesome that very helpful and again like all of Carrie's information is in the show notes so if you do have questions please reach out to her or I and I can direct you right on to Carrie too so we can get you on your journey with some Chinese medicine okay cool thank you you're welcome thank you Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.